Welcome, bitches. This is the With Love Nick podcast. There is nothing off limits here. Oh, get on your power panties. Shit, I always say that. How are we always aligned? You did not. Of course you did. Of fucking course you did. Success happens on the other side of conventional thinking. I say this all the time because when I was conventionally thinking, it left me burnt out and drunk. Welcome to this week's episode of the With Love Nick podcast. Welcome to this week's episode of With Love Nick. I'm your host, Nick BG. Today I have Jess Battle with me. She is a mindset coach, a multi-passionate entrepreneur, and most importantly, she is popping my cherry today on the podcast. (laughs) She happens to be my mentor, and I wouldn't have wanted anyone else with me today as we officially launch. This is my first episode with a guest, and I am my heart is beating out of my chest, but like I feel so grounded in it at the same time. Like it's so odd. And that's just the way we roll. So with that said, Jess, I would love for you to formally introduce yourself the way that a queen should be introduced, but my nerves are getting the best of me right now. I'm like, wait, I didn't even bring my bio. I'm so unprofessional. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. First of all, I'm so happy to be here. And I feel so privileged to be popping your podcast, Terry. Like I literally feel so privileged to be doing that. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know me, I am Jessica Battle, often referred to as the queen of pep talks. That is kind of what I do. And probably what I am best known for is giving women in the world the tough love pep talks that they need to let go of their own bullshit excuses, move out of their own way and really create the success that they want for themselves in their lives. I am a mindset coach. I also work with women who are building coaching businesses. I work with women who are overcoming binge eating. I am very, very multi-passionate. And certainly that, along with my heart, which I believe is so beautiful, is one of the things that sets me apart in the coaching industry. Mm, I love that so much. And this was like, this was the biggest reason that I wanted you not only on the podcast, but to be on the first episode, because I myself am a multi-passionate and I feel like there are so many misconceptions in the industry of what the multi-passionate actually does and how they, how they move through their day every, every day in, in the industry. So I kind of want to dig a little bit deeper and I want to specifically know what makes you multi-passionate besides having different facets of business and how do you leverage that to create success? Because it's like a lot of people will look at that and go, okay, so if I'm a multi-passionate, how do I post about one facet one day and another facet another day? And how do I intertwine and how do I adjust as an authority in my industry? Like how do, how do you even gain authority as a multi-passionate? Yeah. My biggest advice would be honestly, stop fucking overthinking it and allow yourself to be who you are. Like one of the things that I deeply believe in within my brand is that I am personally my personal brand. And I'm so sorry if you hear my cat screaming, he's like, let me in the room, mom. (laughs) He's screaming so loud. I apologize. I was literally just like, I hope you don't hear the toilet flushing upstairs. (laughs) Like it was like, (gasps) I didn't hear any of that. I hear my cat literally screaming for his life outside of my door. Um, I, I genuinely believe that I am my personal brand. And if I allow myself to be authentically me, like this is genuinely what I believe in my heart. If I am authentic to who I am, 
I literally cannot lose. Like if I am myself, there's no way that I am going to fail. And I get to be every bit of who I am and I get to share what I want to share. I don't need to think about, okay, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I'm going to post about business and Tuesday and Thursday, I'm going to post about body image and Saturday and Sunday, I'm going to post about mindset. Like I just don't feel that we need to put ourselves under those kind of restrictions and restraints in order to be successful. I deeply believe if you are a walking embodiment of all of the things that you represent and all of the things that you want to help people with, stay true to who you are. Talk about the things that you care about right here and now in the moment. Talk about the things that you're working on with your clients on. You're not going to lose. Like you don't need to have this structure of like today, I'm going to talk about this and the next day this. When we do that, we overthink, we put pressure on ourselves. And I feel like that's just another way of us putting ourselves into a box that we don't need to be living in. Yeah, I love that. And I love how you said that we don't need to plan things out, schedule things out. Because it's like, if you really think about it, and I I feel like more and more people are coming out as multi-passionates, right? It's like, we're coming out of the closet as multi-passionates. And it's like, if you think about it in our day-to-day life, we are all multi-passionate, right? We all have different facets of life. And there's not going to be a day like, I have four kids, I'm married, I run a successful business that is multifaceted, but I'll never be like, okay, I'm going to take care of my kids on Monday. I'm going to be a wife on Wednesday. You know what I mean? And it's like, I, I love so much. Like it's, it's so obvious when you go onto your social media and just working with you in close proximity that you're very embodied in your, in your line of work. And I feel like if more people approached their business as they do their life and just really came through with the embodiment message messaging of like, okay, here's my experience. Here's what I've learned. Here's how it sharpened my skills. And here's what I had to toss away. I think more people would be, would actually realize that we are all multi-passionate, but like you said, like I, I think it's safer. It seems safer for most people to be in a box because when we're let out of that and there's so many things that we might not be ready for, it's really hard to adjust as a human being if you don't have a higher level of emotional intelligence, right? Like if you're not self-aware, if you're not self-motivated and you let yourself out of this box, it's like, what but now? Yeah. Box? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So I love that you said like, I don't schedule out the, the different things that I'm passionate about in my business. And like, we don't do that as humans either. Like, yes, we have tasks that we might do on certain days, but like, like I was saying in my personal life, there's so many different things and I'm not just going to do one or the other on a certain day. It's like, here's my experience. And that's how it is in my business. And I'm sure it's the same for you where like one day I'll wake up and I'm more passionate about something that's going on in my business or something that I'm experiencing. And I'm going to lean into that. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I, I'm not going to resist that so that I can sell. I'm going to lean fully into the experience that's happening right now because I truly believe that people buy the leadership and not the, not the product. And okay. so with that said, what do you feel like today as a leader in the industry, obviously an authority in the industry, like what do you feel like is your primary zone of genius right now? I think it really depends on who you ask. If you ask me, I would say that the thing that I am most passionate about is the mindset work that I do with my clients because of my own personal journey and the things that I've gone through and overcome. And the woman that I am today versus who I was 10 years ago, I am who I am not because of the things that I did, but I am who I am because of who I became. And I deeply believe that like 
in the becoming of the woman that you want to be, that's when you start achieving all the things that you want. And all of that starts in the way that you think. And a lot of the women in my audience, because my, my brand started with my weight loss journey, right. Which attracted a lot of people who want to lose weight, who have struggled to lose weight, who have struggled with their relationship with food. And you and I have had these conversations about how we've both been fixers in our lives. And that's, at points translated into our businesses. A lot of the women who are in my audience are women who have struggled to become the version of themselves that they want to be. And I've gotten really passionate about helping women realize if you can focus on improving your mindset, improving the way you think, improving your belief system, your behaviors and your actions are going to fall in alignment with that. And you are going to start achieving the things that you want. So I think that mindset is what I am most passionate about. And because I recognize for myself and my clients, the way that that leaks into every single thing that we do, like your mindset is your mindset, right? And what I have noticed for myself and what I noticed with so many of the women that I work with is like, if you have a shitty mindset in one area of your life, it's very likely that you have that same shitty mindset in other areas. If you struggle with perfectionism around your relationship with food, you're going to struggle with perfectionism in your business. If you struggle with, you know, a shitty attitude at your nine to five job, you're going to struggle with a shitty attitude in your business. Like until you fix the way that you think, all different areas of your life are going to struggle. And when you can start working on improving that, you're going to see the positive impact and how that translates from one area to the next and your entire life will improve. Yeah. I love that. And I think that, I think that so many people, it's like, it's, it's so different having conversations as we like evolve and sharpen our leadership skills in the industry as like compared to the conversations that we have like when we first start our business, right? Because when we first start our business, like leadership is the furthest thing from my mind when I started my business. Don't I'm even like, care about that. Just teach I know. me how to make money. Don't even care. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, how do I make money? What are the actionable steps? Yeah. What, what do I do, mom? You know? <laughs> and it's like, now the conversations that we have, I almost feel like if you're not transforming in that leadership role to where you do crave working on mindset with people because you start to realize as you ascend into new levels that that is the most important foundational key to success. It's like, I feel like as a mentor, especially if you're not craving that mindset piece and really falling into that being a main zone of genius, it's like, are you, are you really evolving as a leader? You know what I mean? If it's yeah. constantly, I mean, if you're in the industry for two years, three years, five years, and it's constantly just about data and strategy and all like bro marketing, cool, like that all works, but it's the deeper rooted stuff. Like you said, the things that we lack internally are going to leak into different parts of our lives. And that is so true. There is no possible way that somebody is going to have this like weird, obsessive relationship with food and not have that same relationship with money. There's no possible way that somebody is going to have issues with, um, you know, daddy issues and not, not have issues with men. Like it just, it just, it, it doesn't work that way. Right. So when you're talking about rewiring and reframing the way that we think, and that's really the key to like creating success and happiness and fulfillment and just like feeling light and airy and not so bogged down all the time. Like, I just, I love that that is it, right? It's like, what is your zone of genius mindset? That is yeah. the most important factor. And I just, I love that you touch on that. So yeah. I think it's important to note too. And like one of the things that has made me realize how important mindset really is, is like, if you take a step back and look at 
the amount of access as human beings that we have to information nowadays, like it's 2024, you can literally figure out how to do anything for free, like literally anything for free through a free masterclass, a workshop, a YouTube, a podcast, a book. Like it's not lack of information and knowing what to do. That's the problem for people. It's that they have all this information and they don't know how to execute on it because they're not being who they need to be to take the steps forward and do the things that they know how to do. It's not a lack of knowing what to do. It's an inability to actually do it because of the way that they think about taking action. Yeah. I love this because Oh gosh, this, I'm like, fuck the questions. This is like, (laughs) I knew this was going to happen though. It's like, exactly. It's not a lack of information. It's a lack of people knowing how to lead themselves, right? Because we can have this information, but what happens when it doesn't go your way? What happens when it doesn't quote unquote work the first time around? What happens when you fail? What happens when you fall on your face? What happens when things don't go exactly how you planned and you want to have a pity party. Like, how do you lead yourself through that? You cannot learn that shit for free. You have to learn that by falling on your face and, uh, you know, building a relationship with yourself to the point where you can trust yourself to get back up because you know that at the end of the day, you got you, babe. You know what I mean? So I love, I love that you say that because it is all, everything is available to us. Mm -hmm. Everything is available to us. But the fact of the matter is learning how to lead ourselves through that, that's all internal. And sometimes it's really hard for us to discover that or even want to discover that without somebody else holding space for us first. And that's really where true mentorship comes into play. And I think that more and more people are starting to realize that where before it was like, what can I get from her? Mm-hmm. Okay, who's making the most money and who has who's done it in the shortest amount of time and who has, where's your, what's the ROI? You know, like all of this stuff. And like, that's great. But this goes back to like the conversations, like at the beginning when I said the conversations that we have now compared to when we started our business, like never in a million years was I like, okay, I want to start my business. How do I lead myself through this? You know what I mean, like so that was not the, the question I had. One of the things that's been really fascinating for me, I think because of all of the self-work that I did prior to starting my business, the relationship that I have with myself has always been on the forefront of my mind. So from day one in my business, it's been something that I talked to my clients about, especially because I started in the area of emotional eating and binge eating. And it's been fascinating for me to work with women. And when I talk about the relationship they have with themselves, they're like, what do you mean? And I'm like, it's really fucking sad that we have not been taught as human beings to honor, care about, think about, or even acknowledge the relationship that we have with ourselves. And I think about it all of the time. Like a a teaching point that I'll do with my clients is like, I often will think about the relationship that I have with my husband. And I'll think about, because he's one of the people in this world that means the most to me. When I'm navigating hard conversations with him or when he's disappointed me or when he has let me down, how do I navigate that with him? And am I doing the same for myself? And for most of my life, that answer was no. Like I was meeting myself with like, you're a piece of shit. You're not good enough. You, You screwed up. So you might as well just give up on this. And I had to begin to realize like, why am I so willing to show up to other relationships different than I show up to the relationship that I have with myself? And when I started keeping that top of mind and healing my relationship with food, everything began to change. So for me, that has always been a concept of like, you are number one and the way that you treat yourself matters so much, but it's heartbreaking to think about the number of women who are navigating life 
not even thinking about how they feel about themselves. And I cannot imagine running the business that I run today if I wasn't holding my well-being as a top priority. And I think that that's one of the reasons that so many entrepreneurs fail is because they're so focused on the business itself and just what the business is doing that they end up putting themselves on the back burner. They feel like shit about themselves. They have no boundaries. They haven't worked on their emotional intelligence. Their communication is absolute shit. They're working with the people that they can't stand. They're hiring mentors for all the wrong reasons. And it's like, I just want to make money in my business, but forget all of these other personal things that actually really matter and impact the way that I feel in my life. Wow. I was like, so moved by that. <laughs> so moved by that. <laughs> like, it's so true. And it's like, I feel like when I'm speaking with people about this, I, it, I can't say enough about it. Mm -hmm. I cannot say enough about it. And it's like, it's one of those things that unfortunately the majority of people have to figure out for themselves, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and, and this is where I took a turning point in who I, who I accepted as clients is like, you have to have a, a certain level of emotional intelligence to work with me at this point, because it just, it, it has to come from you first, right? Like you have to go first. There has to be self-leadership in some type of capacity before you can have somebody else guide you. It, it just, and when you're speaking on, um, so many women not caring about themselves and, and not having this relationship with themselves, and focusing on all of the external things, it's like, oh, that that just like moved me so much because I've been there. Yeah. Right. It's like I've been there with myself where I I suppressed myself so much that I was like on autopilot and I pedestaled every every single external thing, right? Like, oh, drinking. Yes, it makes me feel so good. It's like the best thing in the world. Oh, men, they validate that I'm beautiful. Oh, this is the best thing in the world. Oh, these clothes look good on me. Oh, this money. Oh, these clients. Oh, all of this stuff. And it's like all of the things that I was chasing to feel fulfilled. And really all I had to do was be like, hello. I know. It's Nick, me. Let's have a chat. Hello. It's me. I'm wondering if after 37 years, you want to fucking finally meet, bro. You know, like, yeah, but you know, but you know, I have this conversation all of the time. And I think that one of the hardest things about this concept is that until people actually achieve all of the things that they say that they want and realize that wasn't the thing, it's so hard to believe that that's true. Right. Because when you were sharing that, I was like, are you me? Like all of the things that you're saying, like it was the relationship, it was the money, it was the bigger house, it was the nicer clothes, it was the dream car, it was more social media followers, it was losing more weight, it was this, it was like, I kept seeking something outside of myself to bring me the peace and the happiness and the contentment. And it's like, no, babe, it's you all of the time. When you learn to validate yourself and you learn to recognize like, but again, comes back to relationship with self. When you have your own back and you trust yourself, you respect yourself, you honor yourself, that's when you get to live a peaceful life. But for people who are watching, it's easy for them to say like, well, yeah, easy for you to say because you have all of those things. And it's like, what I'm trying to tell you is having all of these things has not changed the way that I feel about myself. It's the inner work that I've done that's changed the way that I feel. But for most people, there's just this lack of willingness to accept that until they achieve all the things for themselves. And they're like, you know what? You are right. It wasn't the weight loss. It wasn't the man. It wasn't the money. It was me all along. Absolutely. And when you said, when you said that thing that so many of us have heard, 
is you, you just wouldn't understand because you already have all of that. And it's like, and it's like the fact that even somebody perceiving somebody else's life as us using external things to validate ourselves. It's like, it's, it's just like, they're so disconnected, right? Like ego has completely taken the stage and like, nope, you're going to go down here because you're the only one that feels like this. Don't make a fool out of yourself, right? Like you're not allowed to feel like this. Nobody else feels this way. Like, of course you want more money. Of course you want the car. Of course you want the man. That's what's going to validate you. And it is, it's so sad when people um, say stuff like that. Like, well, once I'm making that kind of money, I won't need you anyways. Or you wouldn't understand because you already make all of that money. And it's like, and, and so that perception of even watching somebody else have already created the life that you desire and still thinking that it was based on the external validation. And, and that took me so long to, to get over. It took me so long to get over. And wow. I just love that. I love this conversation so much. Yeah, It's hard. You know, I deal with it a lot on social media. People will say things to me all of the time to discredit the hard work that I've done on myself. Like, Oh, you're successful because you're pretty. Like, what the fuck? You're happy in your body because you are, you lost weight. Well, actually, I'm nowhere near the smallest that I once was. Like, I'm not happy in my body because of that. I'm happy in my body because I worked my ass off to be happy in my body. Like, a lot of times, I think that people want to look at others and say, possible for her, not possible for me. Because when we believe it's possible for ourselves, then we have to hold ourselves to the standard of showing up and doing what it takes. And if we just look at other people and think, sure, she can do it, but I can't do that. It's justification. And that like, we just validate ourselves and saying, oh, you don't even need to try because you couldn't do it anyway. Only she can do that. Absolutely. And it, it, wow. Yeah. This conversation is just incredible. It's just like that misery loves company. So it's like, you know, when people look at that and they say, just what you said, it's, it's possible for her and not possible for me. So they discredit your work because at that point, if they were like, wow, it's like, it takes that work. And they actually like wrap their head around that. They would have to do the work. And that's terrifying. Yeah. But the, the most frustrating part for me is like, I've been sharing myself on social media for like 11 or 12 years. Like people have watched me go from 300 pounds, $60,000 in debt, in abusive relationships, abandoned by my dad. Like People have watched me go from that to who I am today and still say easy for you. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> like, but yeah. It's just such an indicator of them. Just a, 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 again, a lack of willingness. I think when you said earlier, you were like, I raised the standard for who I allow into my spaces. They need to be self-led. And I think that that one of the things that comes with that when there's self-leadership, there's self-responsibility. And when there's a lack of self-responsibility, it is incredibly frustrating to work with a client because they have an expectation of you're going to fix my life. You're going to do it all for me. And it's like, you have to show up to this relationship with as much intentionality and desire for things to work as I'm showing up to this relationship with. And if you can't take responsibility for why you are where you are today, there's nothing I can do to help you change the situation because where you are is everybody else's fault and not your own. Yeah. I love this. So for all of the listeners, it's clear that her zone of genius is, is mindset work. <laughs> I can give you pep talks all day about mindset. I know I'm like the queen of pep talks in the flesh, kind of the digital <laughs> flesh, <laughs> the digital flesh. Yeah. This is like, I feel like we could do a whole new episode on like, on emotional intelligence in oh, itself. Gosh. And because I know both of us, like, even when we talk behind the scenes in, 
you know, close proximity, although a lot of our conversations are just like insane and unhinged and just like off the fucking walls. So There's just like, <laughs> I'm so unhinged. Like y'all, if you knew what we talked about, I'm telling you what, it's like Maury Povich, but, and Jerry Springer had a baby. <laughs> Jerry Springer. I'm going to say it's Jerry Springer. It's not no Maury Povich. <laughs> right. It's like, you are not the father <laughs> oh my god yeah it's, no, it's a- like I stepped I slept with your sister and had a baby with her it, it's exactly <laughs> like the, our conversations are literally this is what I pay her for you guys this is what I pay her for these conversations oh I love this so much but with that said there is such a level of emotional intelligence when we speak to each other and when we have these conversations and we don't get too sidetracked and we don't get like, we don't just sit there and bitch about things. Like there is, there is an intellect to our conversations and that, that is just so important in mentorship. And I, I love where this conversation can lead, but I want to know mm-hmm. for the women that are listening and either already claim to be multi-passionate or are thinking about going the route of multi-passionate and terrified to do so because it's like, where the fuck do I start? Especially when you're so used to doing a specific thing in your business for so long. What are some misconceptions that you feel women have about running a successful business with more than one area of expertise? Like when, when you see somebody that or when you speak to somebody, I'm sure you have people in your world that are multi-passionate. Like, what are the most common misconceptions that they come to you with that you're like, actually, it can be this easy? Yeah, I think I think the biggest thing, and, and it's one of the things that held me back for a long time, which is shocking, is the belief that it can't work. Because we see so much, at least I do, and what I see on social media, like, you have to niche down. You have to be more specific. You have to talk to one very, very specific type of person. And that's the only way that you're going to be able to build your business. When you have all of that noise coming at you and very few people in the online space willing to say like, yes, I am multi-passionate. And yes, I'm willing to pursue all of the things that I'm passionate about. It can be hard to believe that it can actually work for you. And I understand the fear because even in the beginning of my business, when I first started, you know, I started with binge eating coaching. And then I started with, I moved into like really heavy focus on mindset, created some mindset programs. And then I started doing business coaching. And when I found myself doing all three, I had this overwhelming feeling of like, can this actually work? But the joke was on me because I was making 70, $80,000 a month. And I'm like, can this work? Can this work? And it's like, bitch, you have all the (laughs) working. Like, what is the problem here? But we're so willing, even me as you know, someone who has studied mindset so much and helps people transform their mindsets, we all have limiting beliefs. And when you have all of this noise around you telling you this can't work, be more specific, don't talk about multiple things, like stay in your lane, stay in your box. It's tempting to want to do that. And I did that in early 2022. I was like, I'm going to stop doing binge eating coaching. And I'm just going to focus on mindset and business coaching. And after like not even 60 days, I was like, I've just made one of the biggest mistakes of my life. I felt like I had shoved a part of myself that mattered so much into the closet and was like, no bitch, you don't deserve any air. Like you're going to suffocate to death in there while I'm out here trying to live my life. And it felt terrible. What I would recommend is I, I think it's important first to say that I do believe, and you might disagree with me and that's always okay. I do believe that 
if you are a brand new coach and you're on day one, you are going to see the results that you want more quickly if you do stay in one lane and focus on serving one type of person to build a reputation, to build trust with your audience. Mm-hmm. When you have an audience of people who trust you and know what it is that you do, it's going to be so much easier for you to present them with new thoughts and ideas of things that you have you know, moved on to embodying or new things that you've learned and you now want to teach people how to do. I do think it's important in the beginning to build your reputation for one thing. But if you're at a point where you have a reputation, you are constantly working with clients, you have a couple of programs that you work with people in, you're booked in one-on-one coaching, and you want to start expressing other parts of yourself, you've got to like rip the bandaid off and give yourself the permission. And what I would recommend is if it feels like it's so scary to make it permanent by putting it on your feed, start by doing it on your stories. Like stories is such a beautiful place for you to be all of who you are. Start expressing the other things that you're passionate about there. Talk to your audience about them. Share with them that you're also into fitness. Share with them that you also love to cook. Share with them that you love reality TV. Like share with them who you are. Let them get to know you. And the more they get to see those other sides of you, the more interest they're going to take, the more connection points you're going to have to make with people. And that's just going to open up an easy opportunity for you to start saying like, These are the things that I also want to help you with. And once you see that it's safe for you to talk about it and be all of you, then you're going to feel more comfortable taking those things permanently onto your feed. Mm. Well, I absolutely agree with you. (laughs) It's so crazy because my next question was going to be, do you feel like multi-passionate requires honing in on one expertise when you're first starting your business? And I actually just did a workshop last week called Son of a Niche and Mm -hmm. or Son of a Niche, whatever rhyming with beach or whatever, right? I am so creative. I know everybody loves the name, but it's like, I I was talking about this too. And I was talking about, you know, niching being a very effective tool at different stages in your business. And absolutely when you're starting your business, the main priority is to build your network and build trust with your audience. And the way to do that is to hone on on one thing so that you don't get overwhelmed so that you're not all over the place. And so that you can really build the trust with your audience because otherwise they're like, what the fuck is she doing? Right. And also, also, um, I spoke about not confusing multi-passionate entrepreneurship with just like having a bunch of businesses and hoping somebody buys from one of them. You know what I mean? Like I, I see this so much not in marketing where it's like all of these different companies and it's like new, 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 new. Yeah. <laughs> the Energizer Bunny is not a passion. Yeah, <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. So no, I absolutely agree with you because I have been in, in kind of like both areas when I first, first ever put set foot in entrepreneurship, um, especially on the, in the social media space, it was like, I honed in on one thing that I was passionate about because I started my business because I was passionate about it. But then I've also been in the position where I took like a couple years off and then rekindled my relationship with the online space again and started with a bunch of different facets. And it just didn't work because I didn't have that authority. Nobody knew what I was doing. Nobody knew like what my expertise was. And I didn't even know at that point, it was like, "Hmm, well, I like doing all of this different shit. And it's like the number one priority when you have not built an authority with your audience and especially in the industry, it's like, you have to build the trust because Mm -hmm. no, if you do not have a hot audience, Mm -hmm. they won't even buy free. Okay. (laughs) You know what I mean? But it's like, if you do have a hot audience and they trust you, you could literally sell part of your eyeball and they would, they would buy it, you know, like they would buy them from you. (laughs) What pictures? Literally. No, I, I I agree. I I also think though, it's, I think that 
it makes it easier to buy when you're multi-passionate. And I share this from my own experience. One of the things that makes it very easy when you start with building your reputation in one area is when you are sharing the behind the scenes of the other things that you're doing and taking people on that journey with you. And they're watching you transform that part of your life, right? So I started with binge eating coaching and a lot of that had to do with the mindset work that I had done. So let's just say when I started doing business coaching, I had shared the entire journey of, I hired a business coach. I had been working with her for nine months. I created all these offers. These were my financial wins. These are the clients that I've helped. Like, this is the reputation I built. This is my personal brand. This is my content. Like, people were on that evolution with me. So when it was time for me to say like, okay, I'm ready to put out a program to help you build your business. They're like, oh yeah, fuck yeah. Like, cause I've watched you do it. So if you're starting, even if you're multi-passionate, hone in on the one thing that you want to be known for right now, let go of the idea that this is the only thing that you're going to do for the rest of your life, because I promise it's not trust that in time, you'll be able to do all the things that you want. And meanwhile, while you're focused on that one niche topic, share behind the scenes, the other parts of you use your stories, use your podcast, use your email list as other connection points for your audience so that they can see the other things that you care about, the other things that you're doing, but you need to have one primary focus. Yeah. And I love that. And it's like, when you're, when you're talking about sharing the behind the scenes, I truly think that that's like, that's like embodying your future self. That's embodying what you are going to do, but taking people on the journey. So it's not like a shock to them. Right. It's like, exactly. uh, you know, it's because they have, they need time to adjust as well. And they're going to adjust slower because they're not as passionate about what we're doing. Right. I have so many clients that are like, I'm so excited about this, but like, nobody wants it. And I'm like, okay, what would your launch strategy? Like, did you tease them with it? Is your content based around the value? of your offer like what have you done and you probably said I showed up and I talked about it one time and nobody I know it. and I'm like patience young grasshopper <laughs> like we you know that's another thing too is like patience so many people come into this and they're like overnight success is not a fucking thing you guys right now I'm just gonna say that right off the bat like there are exceptions to everything but patience is one of the foundational keys of building a sustainable business like are you in this for the long haul or are you in this for a short-term game yeah Oh, I think that that patience, yes. And in addition to that, I think that there has to be a level of personal power and conviction where it's like, I care so much about what I'm doing that even if people don't express interest right now, I'm still going to show up and talk about it. And a lot of people are lacking that. They, they need to feel as if somebody wants what they have before they have a willingness to sell it. I only want to sell this if I know people want it. I only want to talk about this if I know somebody is going to buy. Well, then you don't care enough about what you're teaching and selling and coaching on because what, how other people move should not impact the confidence in which you show up with. And again, comes back to the relationship that you have with yourself. Cause when you back yourself, you don't need other people to back you. You're going to show up and do it regardless of how other people respond. And when you can do that, then you're going to make boatloads of money. Yeah, absolutely. And it just, it just goes to back to the self-power thing where a lot of people require that external validation to even move, right? Literally. Like, okay. But how are you going to create the evidence that is a byproduct of the movement that is required when you take action? Like it just doesn't work that way, right? And I talk, I talk with my clients about this a lot where like the result is the byproduct of your action. If you're not taking action, you can't expect results. But people's mindsets are are set at, well, I need that result in order to take action. Yeah. And I'm I'm so sorry to break it to you, but like 
you know, we're allowed to take messy action and refine as long as we are taking, like you said, as long as we are taking action in our full power with conviction, we're, uh, what, are we necessarily failing if we learn from falling on our face and apply that to, to what we will know and embody while we're embodying our future self. Right. So I love that conversation so much. I could talk about that all day, which I do. And it's like, I feel sometimes I often feel like I'm repeating myself in so many different areas of my business that I don't even know like where I said a specific thing. Cause I just Same. talk about the embodiment piece so much. I tell my clients all the time. I'm like, I don't remember where I said this. It might've even been to you, but like, you know what sorry. I mean? So I'm so I sorry. Literally the same exact thing. Sometimes I'm like, I'll record a podcast episode. I'm like, wait, I just talked about this. I sure hope it wasn't the last podcast episode. <laughs> I know. I'm like, so I said this in the, well, it might be, uh, maybe it's the mastermind or no, was the membership. Maybe it was to you. I don't know, but I'm just going to say it again. But I always, I talk to my clients too. I'm like, repetition is brand awareness. So fuck it. Can like, we, Can we please agree with that? Can we stop being afraid of fucking repeating ourselves? Absolutely. I see this all of the time. People are so afraid. They're like, well, I need to have 17 bajillion ideas. And I'm like, no, you don't really. You need like five sound ideas that you have and figure out different ways to say them. Absolutely. It's like, Pepsi repeats itself. Yes. Like the, the law firms repeat themselves with their jingles and there's <laughs> never, ever, even the most annoying ones. I will never sit on the couch and go, ew, they're <laughs> saying that again. Oh, I need to like block them from my Netflix. Like it just doesn't work that way. Right. And it's also like, you want to build a successful business and there's, there's this narrative um, like three years ago, and maybe it's still a thing in not my space, but where we need to listen to our bodies and minds and take days off when we need to, because that's self-care. And I'm like, Pepsi doesn't take a day off. Literally. Louis Vuitton yeah. does not take a day off. You know who takes days off? Side gig people. I think the, the biggest issue that I have with that statement, it's not one that I've seen a lot. The biggest issue that I have with that is the idea that showing up in your business, especially in the capacity in which we have the ability to, takes 23 out of our 24 hours of the day. It literally takes 10 to 15 minutes to show up on your stories, talk to your audience and sell. Exactly. You and can, lead. You can, you can and have self-care in that same day. Like, right. Absolutely. Do it doesn't have to be one or the other. Yeah. And, sure, and it's like, like, if you want to take a full day off, yeah, grand, do it. But the problem for a lot of people, at least women that I work with is like one day off. It's like, oh, wait, I missed a day of showing up in my business. Now I don't give a fuck about my business for the next three weeks. And then I have to dig Absolutely. myself out of this hole of not giving a shit. It's like, the goal is for you to learn to be consistent. The more consistent you are, the more successful you're going to be consistent. Of course, doesn't mean perfect. And it doesn't mean never resting, but also understanding that there are going to be days where you don't feel, feel like showing up for your business. I'm certain if you worked a nine to five, there were days you went to work when you really fucking didn't feel like it. If you can do that for somebody else, why are you unwilling to do that for your own brand and business? Oh, absolutely. It's like, the fact of the matter is we chose this life. We chose this career. People are paying and opting into us showing up and leading every day. So mm -hmm. I'm not saying get in your stories every single day and go, I'm a used car salesman. Here's what I'm selling today. But get in your stories convicted about what you are putting out with your brand messaging offers or whatever you're sharing, whether you're a content creator, what, what have you, and lead. Because at the end of the day, people are there to see how you lead yourself. 
People are there to watch you lead yourself on your journey. They're not always there to be sold to, but they're not always there to be led either, but they're there to watch you show up. They've opted into it and you chose to be the person that they opted into. So to not show up for them is just, it's doing a disservice. I feel like, right. It's not like you were forced to be a service, service, soul led business. You chose that. And so, like you said, it takes 10 minutes to show up and show your audience that like, this is what it looks like when we don't want to show up and we're still showing up because for the people that care about our journey and the people that we care about, but it's like, I don't remember where I heard this and maybe it was from you, but like the death of the entrepreneur happens when they unplug. That wasn't me. <laughs> that wasn't me. <laughs> because but it's very true. Because it's like what you said, when somebody unplugs for a day, it's almost like we subconsciously shame ourselves. Well, mm -hmm. mm, I didn't show up for a day, so fuck it. I'm just not going to show up tomorrow mm -hmm. or this, this wasn't perfect. And so I'm just, I'm just frustrated. So I'm not going to post it. And then three days go by and you haven't posted. And then a week goes by and you haven't posted. And it's like, I have had clients who have just gone through this cycle, cycle after cycle after cycle. And it's like, we have to get in the habit of training our subconscious that it's okay to show up with, with messy action and refine later. A hundred percent. And you said something that I think is important to touch on. You said like, these people have opted into you. And you have to also keep in mind how many other people they've opted into who are showing up on the days that you're not, and mm. you will very easily be forgotten. N not to say like you can't get sick or you can't take a vacation. Sure. But let's not forget that if you want people to buy from you, you must stay top of mind. And I think about all the time, like my Instagram, I don't know how many people I follow, maybe a couple of hundred. I see the same 20 people stuff literally every day. And I think to myself, like how many people am I connected with that I literally forgot even exists because I don't see their content anymore. You do not want to become a forgotten person that people at one time opted in because they were excited, but then you ghosted your business. And now in their mind, you no longer exist. AKA the death of an entrepreneur. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> Facts. Oh my gosh. I feel like we've already been talking for 45 minutes. Like, oh my gosh. Our conversations go so fast. I'm like so fast. Okay. We're going to 2X this. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I want to know as along with my listeners, what are you manifesting this year in 2024? Yeah. So I have some big personal goals and a couple of big um, business goals. So Personal wise, I, my best friend is having a baby this year. So very important for me to stay unplugged and like be present with family, something that in the first few years of my business struggled with quite a bit. Um, I want to be able to bench press 200 pounds. You know, I'm like very passionate about my fitness journey always have been, but this year specifically just like really into transforming my body again for the umpteenth time. I'd love to drop some body fat, lose a little bit of weight, get as strong as fucking possible, just become like a beast of a woman because it just, it makes me so excited. That's who you um, are, girl. Like, <laughs> thanks girl. <laughs> Business wise. So I am very new to, um, public speaking. I mean, obviously I've been a speaker for quite some time in the online space, but very new to speaking on stages. So I have a goal for five stages in 2024. I just got my first offer letter for my first stage, which Ooh. I'm so pumped about. And I want to come. I want to come. Oh my God, you should come. It's in Atlantic city. I'm like literally so excited, super pumped about that. Um, 
And one of my big goals this year is to get back to being fully booked with private coaching because I stepped back from that in 2023. And it feels all of my one-on-one clients right now feel so fantastic. And with that, I think similar to the conversations you and I have had, just like an upgrade of who comes into my space at this capacity, like the conversations and not to say that I can't serve people who aren't here yet. I can just not in the capacity of like, we're talking one-on-one every day or you're in my mastermind really important for me this year to more than ever respect my time and energy and see it as so fucking valuable that like not everybody has access to that. And I love that for me. And I love that for the people that work with me because I think you and I, our relationship is a beautiful example of this. Like the more you respect one another and the more connected you feel with one another beyond just the business conversations, the more productive our time is together. Like we can laugh and we can joke and like, I can hold really beautiful space for you and be there for you through some really, really hard times. And I think that that's just the caliber of woman that I want to work with moving forward. So for me, doing what I need to do to make sure that I'm respecting myself above all inside of my containers. Those are really the big things that I'm focused on this year. Mm, well, I love all of it. And um, we're going to have to talk afterwards because I'm going to take one of those spots. Thank you. <laughs> Come again. Okay. I loved our conversation. We have to, I mean, we get to sign off and like chat for a couple more minutes, but I want to know, and I'm sure like I said, my listeners want to know as well, how can they work with you? You said that you want to open up more one-on-one space. Where can they find you? Give us all the deets. Yeah. So my honest recommendation, anytime new women are coming into my world, my, my biggest recommendation would be connect with me on my podcast, the queen of pep talks on all popular directories, um, and follow me on socials. If you listen to me and you love my heart and you love my soul and you love what I stand for, reach out to me. And if I love yours as well, then it might be a perfect fit for us to work together. Um, But I really recommend people just getting to know me first before even considering working with me, because I am very much a mentor, as you know, that I really value making sure that the people come into my world, I'm a good fit for them and they're a good fit for me. And I think that one of the best ways that you can decipher that for yourself is to really get connected with who I am, which you can see on the podcast and on my social media. Join Jessica XO on Instagram is where you can find all of the things that I am about and definitely feel my heart and get a feel for the type of person that I am. Yes, you are so transparent and vulnerable and And you show up with such strong leadership on your socials, which is, you know, obviously what attracted me to you. So I am so excited that I get to release this episode. Oh my God. I'm like, I'm so proud of you. You did such a good job. Thanks, babe. Oh goodness. Okay. Well, thank you so much for joining me. Join me next week as I record with Alexander Street. Thank you to all who tuned in. Thank you to everybody who is going to listen with love, Nick and Jess. Oh, 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 oh,